always start the show with laughter. All welcome, right. welcome, welcome. I am Janita Stanton, and we have Reginald Perriman, Shaka Williams. And this, we are too sorry. This is the There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. And we're going to be talking about investor mistakes when buying in Detroit. I don't make them, so I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and keep in mind, I got TikTok videos stuck in my head, so I might break out and dance. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Reg. You can start it off. Oh, I gotta start it off. I mean, first. So I got, I got a lot of. So this is a, this, this is like a, uh, um, a, a thing for me. This annoys me. So what made me? No. Yeah. So what made me? Damn, you gotta take notes. Right. So <laughs> this, this is what really made me want to talk about this topic too, mm -hmm. because like, I seen, um, it's like several videos on YouTube mm -hmm. about this, right? And people like, oh, I'm in Detroit and I couldn't collect my rent and I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Or the city gone to shit mm -hmm. and all, all type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, damn, I I get that. But what what Detroit are you talking about? Right? What did you do to call? And what that? did you do? So a lot of people, your investment strategy based on what you were trying to do mm -hmm. wouldn't have worked nowhere. Period. Right. <clears throat> So, um, some I had an investor from California one time call me, and they always be like, well, yeah, I want to invest in Detroit. I want to be part of the comeback. And I'm like, no, the hell you don't. Mm. You want to make money. Money, period. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. If you really wanted to be part of the comeback, you would move here. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Then he called me, and he was like, well, what is it like? I see this house for 15000 I see this house for 20000 and I'm like, dude, you could have brought that in Trona, California. Mm -hmm. And it's like, have you ever heard of Trona, California? I have not. So Trona, its house is like, it's like a shell of a house for like 15000 mm. So when we think of California, we think everything is three hundred, four hundred thousand 400000 mm. and up. But, you know, they got like these little desert towns and stuff. Like, you can't even use the water there, mm. right? That all the grass is dead. They foot, they school football field is damn near sand. Damn. Mm. So it's like, dude, you flew all the way here. You looking all the way here to buy a fifteen thousand dollar dump that you got to put eighty thousand into. You could have did that in Trona. Mm -hmm. So it's like, people come in from out of town. They mm. overlook what's in their own backyard. Now, true, your money can go longer in the Midwest mm -hmm. where there's. Um, Michigan or Ohio, but I'm like, man, I'll be looking at when they come, I look at their other cities. Mm -hmm. They people always assume all of Michigan is Detroit, right? Somebody called me and was like, well, how's the water there? <laughs> I'm like, nigga, Detroit <laughs> has Great some lakes. of the, yeah, Detroit has some of the best, yeah. has one of the best water facilities in Air the country, water. right? Right, yeah, Flint. A lot of these cities, they they got off of the Detroit water mm. supply. That's why they were having those issues, mm. right? Money. So, um, was it like Desert Springs, California or something? All their water was contaminated because it was like some rocket fuel plant or something. Mm. But, and this this wasn't like, like Flint had a water crisis. Mm -hmm. This was their normal way of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I so, visited California when I was 19 or 20, Right. Um, L.A. Yeah. We couldn't... My aunt was like, don't drink. The, they had gallons of water in the house right. to drink and brush their teeth with. Or they don't want you to flush the toilet. They was yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's parts, right. it's parts of L.A. you go to yeah. and they be like, um, only flush the toilet if you do number two. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, so... So when, when outsiders come here or out-of-towners come here, and they tell me where they're from, I can almost, in most of the states, I can point out cities that are worse than what they're looking at here in Detroit. Or the price points, not everywhere has a $20,000 home, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of places. And when you think about that state as a whole, you don't think about it. The issue, out-of-towners come here and think everything Detroit. I had an investor. I found him a property in Oak Park, a probate deal, mm -hmm. $75,000, three-bedroom brick. Damn. Right? Well, he, yeah. 
he was like, oh, but, you know, uh, how about the $30,000 homes right here? And he kept giving me these lists of these $30,000 properties in Detroit, right? To him, Oak Park and Detroit the same. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, Oakland County is one of the richest counties in the country. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you buy there where the medium <clears throat> income is almost double mm-hmm. for 75000 and I mean, he walked away from the deal, and I brought it. That was my so last. What do you flip. What do you feel like the expectations are though for those thirty thousand dollars houses versus the seventy five thousand dollars houses? I um, mean, so thirty thousand in Detroit versus seventy five thousand dollars in Oak Park. Right. It's the what I compared to. So you know when everybody was buying GameStop and mm-hmm. AMC stock, mm-hmm. and it's like, or people buy penny stocks. It's like. Okay, I can gamble on this because it's not a lot of money to lose. Mm-hmm. So when people buy a $10,000 home, they're not realizing it still needs $50,000 worth of work. It's not 50000 So just because a stock is low and it may go up or it may double, it's still a shit company. They're still trying to hit the lottery. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, yeah. I, so for me, I feel like the biggest mistake that uh any inexperienced investor makes or sometimes now because right. the inexperienced investor uh has messed the market up so now the ex- even the experienced investor mm-hmm. is making these mistakes right is one not having a a real model you don't even know what you want you know right. what i'm saying you don't know what your what return you're looking for you don't know what your strategy is you don't know nothing you just want right. to go who the hell comes i just <laughs> i don't go into stock and say i just i want to uh I want a uh, a penny stock. You know what I right. mean. I want a penny stock that's gonna uh, increase. Right. 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 So when you can't come to Detroit or anywhere and say, "I want a ten thousand dollar house." Right. All right. You go get the ten thousand dollar house. Like you said, you got to put eighty thousand dollars into it. That's how much it's worth. Right. So it might so, not be worth that. It may not even right. be worth that. Right. Yeah. So now, now you're so you didn't have a strategy. You yeah. went and bought that ten thousand dollar house. And now you lost. Yeah. Right. Which right. happens in any investment industry, whatever you invest, any investment that you do, yeah. uh, whether it's art, you know, music, stock, whatever, what you was going to say. So what's the mistake, though? Not having a strategy. OK. Yeah, that not, would be mistake number one. Because so many people call and be like, oh, um, I want to buy this house. Well, what do you want to do? Are you looking to buy a home or are you buying and flipping? Mm-hmm. And they say, well, it depends. Depends on oh, what? Right. Like. Oh, well, I got enough cash to do this. Well, you want to buy and hold. Mm-hmm. So figure out your strategy first. So people just come in it without no real plan. Mm-hmm. And they have like real high expectations for a low price point. So I want to talk about, I'm going to bring it up, even right. though we ain't been. We'll still Wait, do it. Two, I want to say this, though. I have to be honest. When people come here to invest, and I'm not talking about um, for the average person, it's it's reasons if we're investing we're in real estate there are investors here there's people with money here there's a reason we didn't buy that ten thousand dollars. Why is it still there? Yeah, it's the still you there it? for a fucking reason. You you yeah. came you think you came right. from California and got it, and the people that live here in this state and in the city didn't get it. And that's you, me, and you driving past it, and you like, cause I done had like two or three of them properties, and I done hit Shaka has been in, in you know in the mix since right. then, and I get in front of the house, Memorial was one of them, right, and I'm like, did anybody? Like, I'm, like, talking to myself in the car. Like, has anybody else seen this? Like, why is it still on the market? And I'm looking at the house. But it was still a gamble. It it happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But I can say this on the flip side. Sometimes an out-of-towner will look at something through a different lens. Yeah. Because we all thought Belle Isle water was dirty when we was little, (laughs) so we didn't swim there. Out-of-towners come and jump in it. Man. Like, y'all got a whole island. That's the beach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But sometimes their vision takes these properties further than what we see them as. Mm-hmm. But overall, for the most part, the average neighborhood house is 10000 15000 My contractors invest. I invest. Everybody around me invests. It's hundreds of people here that invest. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that some well, we of these are still sitting. Yeah. And then we know all the city bureaucracy you got to deal with. We know all the ins and outs. We know what type of tenants you're going to attract, so it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And they think like, oh, it's still there. It's a gym. Those people don't know what they're doing. So you come and buy it, mm-hmm. and you like, 
what are you going to do so much different than I did with my other 80 properties? Well, look, you come and buy it, and then your house get broken five times. They take yep. the furnace twice. And you know what I mean? So now you mad. And you say, right. damn, that's a horrible area to go invest in. What the then you judge it. But you now it, it is a such. So right now we are in that question. Well, what Detroit is that? Because right. the crazy thing is um, currently that's not really Detroit anymore. Now, some parts I will still agree. Shit. But no, when we're talking about so some of the some of the areas where we have been investing at, like I have been shocked that we have not had van I mean, I'm talking about like being an investor in two thousand four and five and understanding mm -hmm. like if I don't have dogs or security or a dog on my property, like an actual DOG dog, right. like, you know, my mechanicals are gonna be missing. But we've had some properties where we have failed to go ahead and order our security and we but, no problem. But copper theft, there was a lot of cities and states across oh, the country yeah, it that was. had those same issues, right? But I think one of the things people don't realize is People just don't understand. When we go invest in different cities, you got to understand the culture of that city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? You got to under... When they put out median income reports for a reason, that city I mentioned earlier, um, Desert Springs, mm -hmm. California, whatever, like one in every four houses is vacant and abandoned. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But, so, like, so the question I would say is, if that's still currently right. the space that those... Like, what is... I mean... Is there an asset there in that community that people aren't paying attention to? So one of the things that you said was when we were growing up, we thought Belle Isle Water was dirty. Right. But if you said and you when you saw your you you grow and you mature and you start to think about, okay, you know, what do I actually have here in the city? Right. I have pure water. Mm -hmm. I have an island. Right. I have all type of lakefront um or waterfront property, whether right. we're talking um, commercial property or residential property. We right. have condos in the harbor right. off marinas. Right. We take those things for granted. So the question that I would ask investors is, what are they taking for granted in their own cities that they've exactly. grown up in? I'm going to exactly. say something because I'm not from Detroit. Right. So, Janita, so I pay attention to every little thing when I'm in Detroit. Right. right? And she may take that for granted, but I, I don't. So you're talking about the areas that we invest in when you're surprised that we didn't get break-ins. And the crazy thing is the right. one area that you would have thought we, we wouldn't have got break-ins is the only area that we had break-ins in. <laughs> right. You know, uh, grandma, grandma's uh, it was the only time we had a break-in right. in our entire six-year run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in way worse areas than grandma. We was right, right at Wheels, on the corner of Wheels. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he may have thought, not have thought, but... Yeah. Well, hold yeah. on. Uh, if you go to an area and, and there's residents, there's right. no vacant house. You know, there's not vacant. Right. Everybody is taking care of their yards. Right. Everybody is out. Uh, it right. got cars and, you know what I mean? This is a, a working class area. Right. So you don't expect people to break in the house and you expect if somebody does break in the house that somebody's going to see them, hear them, police is going to come. Class on that furnace. Yes. Right, right, exactly. But what I get, so the difference is we're talking about area. So if I tell Reggie what the, the thing that we were closest to, right. you know exactly the situation no, we were in. No, no, in. no, because Memorial is in the worst. It don't matter because mm -hmm. the reality is every other area that we was in was worse Memorial was a worse area than Grandma. That's what I was talking I, about. So which one you... No, Gra Memorial is Grandma. No, no, so which one are you talking about? Nobody broke in Memorial. But, I'm talking about Artesian. We had three break-ins on our... We had uh, we had cameras oh, and everything. They right. didn't but care. It's a, so, just, so, so Artesian right. was just one block north of Wills. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, well, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. It was. Right. Memorial was one... Okay. Okay, Memorial and Artesian is two totally different areas. Yeah, give them the address. Uh, one one block get, south of Schoolcraft or one, one block, block north, north of Schoolcraft. First yeah. of all, no, that's not true. <laughs> and Because it's not one block. Because Artesian, Artesian is... Um, Artesian is... And, and Memorial... Those neighborhoods are a little bit slightly different. Way different. But, but <laughs> this is the thing, though, right? Sometimes people won't break in because the area looks like it's nothing there. Right. Right? Yes. And With the badges. <laughs> this is a little different, but not it's that way, much of a difference, uh, right? But listen, so, so we're wheels at from both of these. Hold yeah, on, hold on, this is further north, but this further yeah. south. Hold on, what she's yeah. saying is, listen, this is what I'm saying. So I'm I'm an out of towner, in, right? As 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 far as Detroit yeah. is concerned, right? right? So and I'm from 
Pontiac. So I have uh, like common sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm That's not street I, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I can I understand where right. where we at. And I know when shit when we went to uh, Highland Park, I knew what the fuck was going on. This <laughs> right. wasn't I wasn't surprised. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But I had to test the the area first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Knock on wood in Highland Park because everybody, when everybody, when anybody hears that we're in Highland Park, they'd be like, oh shit. Yeah. Right? Until you're in Highland Park, and then right. they'd be like, I'm glad you're fixing the house up. Yes. Right. Right. But, but even, yes. But the point is that we haven't, knock on wood, had any issues in Highland Park. Right. We've been, we didn't have any issues at Memorial. Right. We didn't have any issues at any of the other houses. Right. Because uh, now I, you know, I can go there. Shit, and and use common sense right. and understand the area that we in and determine the the amount of danger that we in for a break in. But you, but like I that. think you that what was something. happening was it was we were at a curve. So remember, Artesian was the first one. So that right. was the furthest away in time in terms of where we've progressed from since then. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, but Shaka brought up a point. So like understanding the neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, I think where a lot of out-of-state investors get clouded on this is because, like, when you come from an area, let's let's just take, for example, let's take a city here like uh, a Farmington, right? You go into Farmington, you go into different neighborhoods, it's pretty much consistent. Mm -hmm. You see, like, some consistency there. You see the level, the pride of ownership is pretty much the same, right? But in some of these other areas... Like, several cities are like that, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're in Detroit, you can almost say we got, like, several cities within it. Like, every neighborhood is a different city. Yeah. So if you don't understand the culture, Mm -hmm. like, people joke about east side and west side, but there's certain pockets of each where the culture of that neighborhood is different. The income levels are different. Mm -hmm. The, um... The people that grew up there got a different mentality. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was um, uh, just a different way of doing things over mm-hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? This was this was the end thing for this neighborhood, right, versus this neighborhood. So when out-of-towners come, they just try to put this blanket over everything. The whole city is too right? big. So it's like... Oh, I'm not gonna really, I'm not gonna buy the house in Palmer Woods because everything gonna get stolen mm-hmm. out of there. Well, that's not likely like what over here. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it's just different. It's a different culture in every neighborhood. Whereas some states is different per city or different per zip yeah. code, and they don't see that variety in this small area. So that's what I just had to try to explain to one of our. Um, Money investors. Right. Because he wasn't as interested in the Stansbury house as he was in the Ardmore house. Right. I'm, I asked him, what's the difference? Yeah. You know what I mean? And for him, you know, he had his reasons as to why he thought it was different. So I, what I had to tell him was, I said, well, I grew up in Detroit. Right. And so I'm looking at it through a different lens. Right. So when I'm seeing something that is between Grove and Puritan... I understand that that's different from between Puritan and Finkel. Right. Mm. I understand that that's different from um, between Six Mile and Outer Drive. Right. You know what I mean? And so the question that you have to ask yourself as an investor, and I think this is any state if you understand, you know, your cities and your zip codes and, you know, things like that. Okay. So if we're talking about how much money we want to spend on a property, we want to spend the least amount of money as possible with the right. least amount of rehab as possible. And you factor in risk. Yeah. On the area. Um, and so now we look at what's improving. Right. So, and you know, I, I'm going to pick on Reggie because Shaka not really from the city. Right. So I'm going to say, you know, challenge me if I'm wrong. But if I had to guess, if we are, if we have outgrown Grandmont right. and Rosedale and we can't get into U of D or Bagley. Right. Then do I want now? My question is, do I want to be north or south of Pearson? Right, you like what that's mean? what Ken was saying when we saw mm-hmm. about the land bank mm-hmm. and development and all of that. So, you have to go to those other emerging areas, but an out of towner will come into that other area with a grandma mindset, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's so close, mm-hmm. and they're like, 
oh, well, it's right here. It's within a quarter of a mile. And a cop say this. And the cop and like, no, fuck them cops. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is a different neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's In other words, you got to look beyond the numbers. The yeah, numbers period. matter. Strategy matters. But there's also a different culture for each neighborhood. Knowledge, wisdom, and of that's the area. why you need boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. you, know, you gotta have your government. But and I feel like like Shaki can speak to it when it comes to Pontiac. He's gonna know like all these different. Well, if you're on this part of the freeway, mm -hmm. on this street right here, right. or if you're right here, you know what I'm saying? Like right. those are the things that I think <clears throat> that everybody needs to know about their town or their state or their cities that they want to invest in. And so when we're talking about, so I want to clarify, right? Right. So we mentioned. Uh, Rosedale Park, Grandmont subdivision, right. or like Sherwood Forest. Like these are some of our historically known, like for Detroiters. For Detroiters, yeah. no, this is this is for Detroiters. Because listen, so I don't, I don't agree with you, I don't agree with you. You because, just cut me off. I didn't get a chance to finish right, what ahead. my point was. Right. So every city has their historical neighborhoods, whether that is, or state, whether that's in California, right. near LA, near Orange County, right. that's it. Even in Pontiac, you got your historical districts. Yeah, different, yeah. like, different. So but Detroit no, is it's too still, big. Detroit is down there its own goddamn state by itself. Well, no, what, what she's saying is every, a lot of cities do have like certain areas mm -hmm. that's so unique compared to the rest mm -hmm. of the Chicago city. Chicago has it. And if you don't know that, if you're not from here, mm -hmm. you won't know it until you actually come here and see it. Agreed. First of all. Agreed. So somebody trying to explain it to you that right here is a $15,000 house and three blocks over is a $400,000 house. Mm -hmm. You can't even fathom that, especially if they're in the same zip code. But I don't know how you can't. So that's where your common sense come in. But so, everybody, that's what so we say. Everybody don't, don't have, have that common, common sense. I, I so what I'm but, telling, what I'm but hold saying on, is, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, uh, hold on, real, real quick. I'm not trying to cut you off, because but so for me, Armour is clearly better than Stansbury. I'm not from Detroit, but right. if I'm coming through there, and I and I had to choose where I'm gonna put my family at. I'm not putting them at Sansbury. But are you looking at the block itself? Because sometimes you can have a great block in a bad name. I'm looking at everything. So okay. Armour, there's a, a hospital down the street. You're right down the street from um The same uh, hospital, by the way. But it's right. not but it's not it's not the it's, no, this is literally down the street. It's I not, just went there for my hairdresser, which is right there on Tracy. You know which but, hospital, right? Yeah, but I know what I understand what Shark <laughs> right, is hold on. saying. It ain't nobody so now can you got say this. Drive, true. Hold on, nobody. Right. No, no, not just Art of Drive. Not just Art of Drive. You got uh um, what's that highway there? Uh, the, the, is that the lodge? Yeah, the lodge. The lodge. That cuts in between. It's yeah. right. Uh, no, I'm talking about where we talking about. Yeah, Armour. We right, right there. You can walk to the goddamn hospital. Right. You can uh, walk to it from Stansbury. Hell no, you'd be walking for no, a minute. No, but I, I get what he's saying coming from where he's coming from, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, But tell him to go over there. So, like, so what I'm saying is, so today, right. my hairdresser is literally on Tracy and Lodge. Right. When she was on another client, I went to KFC right. on Lodge Right and there, six seven, mile. seven mile. Oh, seven mile. Yeah, okay. And so yeah. from KFC, I'm like, let me go see what my uncle's talking about on Stansberry. Right. So I drive, I put it in my GPS, because I'm like, I know I'm right up the street. Right. I My GPS, five minutes. Right. If I would have put Armour in from their same thing, it would have been five minutes from my location. But five minutes can be a huge going difference. Going which way it you is. going, right? But let me tell you to travel, because remember, you got Auto Drive and Lodge, which right. is going to put you on a diagonal. So right. you feel on Stansberry, you feel feel like you all the way over here. Right. But you're not. But you because do. Because of but, that, but, but, that diagonal. But you are but in you, the culture. you saying in that, in that area, but we're talking about a different area where that five minutes is really night and day. Period. Right? And uh, out of towner, just looking at strictly numbers and, and distance and comps, because a lot of out of towners get scammed because pick 48203. Yeah. Right? You go... East of Woodward, south of Seven Miles, Cedarhurst, completely different mm -hmm. than Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I've seen people come to me with a property on Cedarhurst, probably two hundred thousand renovated. Right? Mm -hmm. They're using comps from Palm. Yeah, it Woods. ain't there yet. It it ain't even the same. So, but my point area. is not that it's not that Stansberry was there. Right. It was more so that if we're going to try to find the least expensive property right now currently right 
like so i i i can't we can't find another forty thousand dollar house near armor right now how much did we so how much did we pay for armor Forty-two thousand. How much for but Sandbury? No, we paid forty-five for Armore, forty-two thousand for Sandbury. Mm. But just go back That's to what Shocker was saying, though. This is this proves his point about strategy. You mm. have a strategy for that property because you're forward thinking about the area, right? Uh, out of towner coming here, they don't really have enough insight, knowledge, or experience to be able to think like that. So they may go even further south and get a raggedier house for less money, or they may get scammed in the pan the same amount. And they're thinking, oh, I can use these as a cop, mm -hmm. or this is but that But that's what I'm saying. I think you hit the nail right on the head for me. It's how far south. So anything below or south of um, Puritan right now for me is too far south. Mm, depending uh, on I what got, price, uh, what's Winthrop, your strategy Winthrop is. is south of Puritan. Uh, Cheyenne is south of Puritan. And them are decent areas. But I'm going to say something. So we could do just basic numbers. And then we don't even have, we, there's no argument here, right? So we pay 45 for uh, Armour. And we pay, and you're talking about 42 for Stansbury. And I'm not saying that we're not going to do Stansbury. I'm just, just, just saying in general. Armour was in way better condition. You could have went and lived in Armour as is. You cannot go live in Stansbury as is. You go put the ten thousand dollars that we talking about putting in Stansbury at in Armour. Shit, you good. You're you're you would have been good. You could have lived in it as is. It, the basement was already finished. You but is that unique to the house, or that had something to do with the areas that both. you were able to find? So, those so I'm gonna I'm gonna deals. say both because when right. I went over so. So again, I'm not from Detroit, right. so I only go off of. So when I'm going through, I'm looking at it different than her. She's looking right. at it. So I'm from Pontiac. Right. No, 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 because it matters. Because <laughs> no, no, no. But that, but that is the point. That is the point. So because you, you can't look at it from your lens. Because so uh, that's what I'm getting to make. When I go, when I'm in Pontiac, shit, Pontiac is a small city. So I'm in in the whole city. I feel safe because I'm from Pontiac. Right. But it's certain areas that you go to that you're really not safe. But you feel safe because you feel like you're amongst your people. This is where you're comfortable being, right? Um, and that, that goes for Pontiac, Flint, Saginaw, every every all them small cities. Detroit right. different. Detroit, you go block to fucking block for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might you go to one block and you may be safe. You go over to that next block, right? But that's are, how you feel. No, that's the reality. But yeah. so here's here's the thing, though, right? <laughs> is that not so? The it, so, it's the it's the it's, it's the it's the culture. It, it go back to that's one of the mistakes people don't understand the culture mm -hmm. because when I ask people like so for example, it it was a property I seen in Alabama. I'm like that's twenty thousand. It's a little small three bedroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's low maintenance. I can rent this out. Mm -hmm. Somebody was like, man, ain't nobody paying you more than four fifty <laughs> a month for rent right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus what you got to rent them. And he was like, not only are you not going to get no more than $450, you are going to have a hard time finding people that even can afford to live there, that want to move there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm looking at it. The house look nice. The area look nice because it's mostly mm -hmm. land. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're looking at. So, yeah. Time. And then mm -hmm. when you do the numbers, the investment kind of makes sense. I'm thinking I can get $654, especially mm -hmm. me coming from Detroit. Mm -hmm. I can fix this up to make it appealing mm -hmm. to where somebody and a guy like can't nobody afford more than that right. now, in that area. You know what I'm saying? No matter how much. So you're doing. people, people have to understand the culture. Like when we say numbers matter, mm -hmm. when I when I buy investment properties, I look at what's the median income for the city first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Then you break it down in a little sectors. You say, well, is the school still open in that neighborhood? elementary, middle school, high school, right? Mm -hmm. If you got all three of those, you're off to a good start because now you're going to be able to get people that may or may not have children. Either way, you got that option, right? Versus being limited to a person that say, I don't, don't want to move over Which there. Which is rare in Detroit, do. period, right. right? Well, it depends on the neighborhood, mm -hmm. right? What? So then you understand the different cultures of the neighborhood, but people... People be so fixated on the numbers, and they do matter, mm -hmm. but here you can't just rely on just mm -hmm. the numbers. Right. 
And that's what you I'm gotta saying. know more. And that's more so what I'm I'm saying. I'm not saying that this is a part. I'm still uh, shaky about it anyway. I'm gonna close on it just right. because, like, I it's, no. I'm gonna tell you, she's an aggressive investor. No, right? no, I don't mm-hmm. think so. A lot of times, so I, one of the things I tell people all the time, like, I have a panel of people or my people that I talk to for a reason. Right. Your experience, Shaka's experience, I'm experienced. I got other people outside of you guys, and I do like to hear. Um, you know, like the opinions of it, right? right. And I, I don't make a lot of moves based on those opinions. And mm-hmm. then I find out later, like, it's a move that I should have made, right? Right. Especially when we deal in a city and with the progression of it that we're having. Right. And so when I'm talking to, let's say, my uncle about this property who has a lot of r- rental properties, but he's just a little bit north, but he's got a lot right, right over here. And, you know, he ride past, he's like, I don't like it. And I wouldn't pay $40,000 for it. And you got $5,000 worth of trees. And you got to replace the roof. And you got to do this. And you got to do that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. But I don't really think I have to replace (laughs) that roof for... So now I'm, I really want to hold it. Don't really know. Right. And I'm remember I'm running the numbers off my same numbers that I ran for the Ardmore House, which were very low. Right. But he's saying you can't do they it ain't the same, same numbers. What I'm saying they is... They nowhere near the same. The, right. the, so it's a brick, three-bedroom bungalow. Right. Ardmore had a one-car garage. This house has no garage. Right. For... for, for... Uh, finished basement. No, this, this no house we, finished, not yeah, we, so we listen, finished the basement. This house used to no, have this a was finished basement. Finished. Right. We, so, nothing to the, we cleaned up the basement. But y'all just proved the point, right? Mm-hmm. It's everybody's strategy is going to be different, but y'all got a strategy. No, no. Yeah, no, right? but what I'm and, trying to say about this particular house is, so we take property for property and we look at, okay, what do we have available currently right. that is going to, um, you know, not cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars to do the investment, but we can probably be in it for under $100,000. So a lot of times I'm looking at it like, I don't want to be in any of these properties more than $100,000. Right. I want to clear $60,000 if I can off right. of them. And I don't want, I want to have it for a short amount of time. Or if I want to hold it, I want to be able to be out of it within a very small, you know, like as, as far as like everything that I've invested, I want to have it returned to me within a few years right. time. So now I'm looking at, okay, how much can I get for a three bedroom brick house that's um, between Grove and Puritan? And to me, those numbers are... So you- from the rental approach, it makes sense for you. Possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. But on a flip, it may not make sense. But that point, that proves another strategy. point. Everybody has a different strategy. And it's it's nothing wrong with each person's strategy. It's just that when a person doesn't have a strategy, and you know the culture of that neighborhood, mm. you know you can attract a tenant, right? Right. You know you won't, you on average... If you charge too much, you're going to have high turnover. If you charge the right amount, you'll get more long-term tenants for that area. You know that from experience, from understanding the neighborhood. So what I'm seeing is somebody coming from out of town, it's like a blanket Mm -hmm. all over the city, and then they have a bad, they're trying to get, you know, $1,100 over on some random street mm-hmm. that no house is paying over seven fifty for, mm-hmm. right? Now, people that can afford 1100 not even trying to go to that area, and then this person feel like, oh, because I put an extra 20 in and the kitchen got granted, I should be able to get 1100 Then they have a bad experience. Then they are uh, the blaming mm-hmm. the whole city. Yeah. So I'm saying that scenario wouldn't have worked nowhere. Mm-hmm. So... People have uh, their expectations too high, and then it's it's just like buying a stock, right? When you usually when you buy a stock, I say usually, you buy a stock because you looked at the earnings report, you looked at their balance sheet, you know what I'm saying? You look at the charts, you look at moving Talk averages. About the good investors. Yeah, <laughs> you try to see am I buying I at the all time highs or what's the potential that's going? You read a little bit about the company, you look at the CEO, you understand their mindset, you understand how the company is ran. So just like the city, you understand how the city is ran. Mm-hmm. Are they um are they more in favor of landlords? Are they more in favor of tenants? You know what I'm saying? Is this election year? Who's the new leader of the city gonna be? And how does city council and the new leadership feel and about rental properties? Right? Mm-hmm. People don't even do that research. Mm-hmm. 
But for some reason, they do it other places. But when they come to Detroit, it's, it's so like, oh, it's only a $5 stock. So I, all them numbers don't really matter. It's, it's not a big yeah. risk. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the risk. But then you like, oh, I'm burnt out mm-hmm. because you didn't brought um, 3,000 shares of a $5 stock mm-hmm. and you mad because it went wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't use your strategy. You didn't do your you research. You didn't have one. You just came yeah, in because there because it was low, right? You gambled. Yep. So... Real estate is nothing to gamble with. I don't care what Period. city you buy in. Period. But for some reason, people do it in Detroit. Yeah. I I got people mad because um, they're like, well, uh, I've been, you know, I ain't collecting no rent in Detroit and such and such. I said, where's the property at? I said, the rate you charging, you probably wasn't going to collect rent anyway. anyway. Okay. You, you have, you had maybe a 40% chance of getting a consistent paying tenant mm-hmm. at that rate. Did you look on rentometer or whatever to see what the average was? Did you talk to somebody to see what the average was? Do you even know the income levels for that Did area? Did you get you a good real estate uh, Here you go. property <laughs> manager? You know what I'm saying? Did it's you like talk a, to a few that. property managers? To say, if a property manager won't manage your property, Bruh. that's an issue. Right? Uh, if you can't, a good property yeah, manager. Yeah, you can't find any property manager... And and you say what you need for rent, and they say, no, nah, that ain't going to work. They know it's not worth their time. So this is what I got to say, because this is the biggest mistake that they make. That it's a, it's a, After you don't have a strategy, the next biggest mistake you make is trying to find the bargain property management company, the mm-hmm. bargain realtor, the bargain contractor, yeah, yep. you about to lose your ass. Right. You want to get like what that you property management stuff is not no stuff to play with because these are owners, they're investing a lot. They paying these property management the, companies. The contractor too. And, right. and your realtor. Oh, true. Because all these people are the people that you're counting on. This is your team that you're counting on to, exactly. to make But I feel like that decision. contractor and that property manager is going to be super huge because they could take so much of your money. Right. The realtor can save you so much. So if you deal with a, yeah. a good realtor, they're going to tell you all the issues that you're about to deal with in this area. So stay the fuck away from here. If you if you, if you listening to me, right? So right. if I'm your realtor and, you, and you're listening listening to my advice stay the fuck away from here the same way that if you if you have a contractor and they say dog this shit gonna take this how much this costs right and, and this you, how long it's gonna, it's gonna take. take you know you might go find another contractor that's gonna do it less but you just had a good one that told you what it should cost so right. you should think about that and the same thing for your property manager um your property manager saying they want to charge you 10 percent, but you found the property manager to say they're gonna do it for five you or know you got a prop I know property managers, it's certain areas they don't even take properties in. Yeah. And, like, when I get investors, I try to connect them with a property manager. I'll sell you the house, but we need to include this person in the process. So the first thing we do, identify the areas, identify the houses. You, like, we run across the property manager before you make an offer. So how much how much are you collecting for rent in this area for this type of home? Mm-hmm. And how consistent are you collecting? What's the turnover? Because if people move in every three months, you you're not making no you, money. You getting your so so as the realtor, this is, I feel like the realtor, I really feel this way. They're right. the point of contact, the first point of contact of everything. If you got a right. good realtor that's knowledgeable and they know shit, they know people. They got so resources. They, yeah, they got yeah. resources. So they're going to be able to get you to a lender. They're going to be able to get you to a contractor. Right. A reputable ones. Not just anyone. Not the cheapest ones. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I tell people all the time. I'm not... I tell investors when they call me, uh, I'm not investor friendly. Right. You know what I'm saying? That lets you know what you're, you're getting cheap. into. Right? <laughs> so, all right. If you get past that, you understand that you want to deal with me, understand that I'm not investor friendly, then we can talk. Right. But that's that's my first thing that I say. Uh, even as the... um. As a as a realtor, you know what I'm saying. An right. investor come in, they say, "I want, I want, I got twenty thousand dollars. I can't do shit with you. Right? You right. can't do shit for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> but go lose all your money. Right? You know what I'm saying? You about to it's, go? It's go twenty thousand. The- your budget is your acquisition cost. And when you tell somebody that, they be like, "Well." It depends. When they think they could get a thousand dollar house and put nineteen thousand dollars into it, and all that. I don't want to give you a budget at all. I have to tell so many people like I can't even. We can't even have a conversation if I can't get a budget. Budget, right? Can't do shit with twenty thousand dollars. Because depends is a diaper. It ain't an Mm -hmm. investment strategy, right? (laughs) So people like it's it's crazy because people just have like I I understand it because like 
investing in stocks, sometimes I feel that way too. Like I'll see a stock and it might be like $10 and I'm like, oh, and I don't, I don't really need to analyze it. And I believe in the company mm-hmm. and I believe the company going to be the next whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, give me a hundred shares <laughs> and be like, damn, what I do that for? Then it dropped to $6 or shit. Right. Then be like, oh, now you waiting around, you waiting around. Now I'm mad. And I'm I'm staying off my uh, trading platform because I don't want to see it. No, you know what I'm saying. But so- you wouldn't care if you had a strategy because if your strategy was a buy. So when I buy my stock, right? The, the, I, don't, I don't. I'm not huge in stock. But when right. I decide to buy my stock, I buy that shit. I'm buying long term. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not day trading. Right. right. I, I buy that shit and I ain't looking at it no more. Right. You but you buying good sound solid companies. Correct. So it's the same way. You can invest in Detroit on your own if you do the research. You come here, and like one of the biggest mistakes people make is I don't know if y'all get these calls. So let's say today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. You get you probably got it. Um, yeah, I'm looking to buy some properties. I'm gonna be in town this weekend. Uh, I'll be like, I'll be like, dog. If speaking. you first of all, how much money you got? <laughs> Well, one thing is, if you're just not calling people to show you, for one, properties don't just pop up Mm -hmm. like that. You're only going to be able to see a certain few properties that are available to get scheduled. And the more than likely, the person that's able to take you out and fit you in their schedule is probably not the best person. Mm -hmm. Like, my schedule booked for next week Mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. So if you call me today saying you're going to be in town tomorrow, but you're leaving out tomorrow night. I can't do... I get them calls every week. That's the same thing for your every contractor, week. right? So it's like, why Why would... If you're not prepared, why are you making this a rush for me? Yeah. So it's like, that's automatically telling me. But the reason I say it's a mistake is because somewhere there's a realtor or a wholesaler they get that person and be like, yeah, here's four deals mm-hmm. for you. And these are good deals. Mm-hmm. And then they sell them on one. Because mm-hmm. some people have stronger, they have better sales skills than others. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to buy a house before you get back on that plane. Period. Right? And whether you want it to or not. So it's like, wh- why are you doing it? That's the biggest mistake. You have to be prepared. So part of your strategy is being prepared, analyzing some stuff first. Don't come here day one and just have somebody show you houses. Mm-hmm. Come here and ride around, look at the neighborhoods, learn the layout of the land, right? I got off the freeway one time. I seen a sign that said Compton, and I was like, oh, this is what Compton looked like. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? That's what I said. But when you, when you in California, you see palm trees, it seems safe everywhere. When I went to LA, I was... And this was before that. I'm right. like, oh, I went. I take went. Take me to Dave and Buster and back home. I went to Tampa <laughs> one time, and it was like we was we was at my friend's house. It was like early morning, nobody outside, and he was like, "Yeah, you know this the projects." I'm like, "Where?" Because <laughs> it was nice as hell. There's not this projects. No, yeah. it was. Look, it, was it, it was. It was later on. You could tell when you're in Florida, but not in L.A. Well, like, no, it was parts of L.A. It, man. it looked... Tampa, though. No, nice. he, he started with no, L.A. No, but I'm saying it was parts of L.A. that looked nice and somebody yeah. was like, mm-hmm. it ain't... Because... When I, bruh, so, when I went to L.A., and then when we're talking about 20 years ago... Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, mm-mm, put me back in the car. Right. <laughs> and I'm so, from Detroit, so... You know, but you, you told a story when the guy, the, the battle rapper, came here from New York... Yeah. ...came to Detroit's projects... Well, he wasn't in the projects. He was yeah. in the hood. Okay. And he kept telling the guy, he was mm-hmm. like, so, you know, something with our culture, especially in rap, we we wear the hood on our on our chest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm from this hood. It's grimy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I survived this. I'm from the block. You know, I'm, I tell people I'm from the hood, but I ain't hood, yeah, right? Period. So, so that's like they compare how rough each other hood is, mm-hmm. right? And they both going at it. Both of them realize, you know, it's the hood. Mm-hmm. But old boy was like, man, where I'm from in New York, the, we live in, in the projects. A, in the projects. <laughs> we stacked on top of each yeah. other. It's rats in our apartment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, dude, 
you got a whole fucking house, mm-hmm. a whole house with a yard, with a yard. Mm-hmm. He to him, it don't. It's not hood like mm-hmm. where he's from. So it's all about perception. The Bruce has been closed down for a long time. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> I mean, but it is different. So so literally, it's different. So if you in if you in Marcy or whatever the projects is that you in in New York, that shit ain't that ain't no house because it is levels to poverty too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. So it it really is. That's why the projects was the projects. Right. Versus the hood being the hood. You. Oh, the true. Definitely. When I was living in the hood, I, you couldn't pay me to go to the projects. Yeah. I, I mean, I had to go there to get my hair done. Here was the hair done story. I went to an area. In, I was in. I was in. <laughs> Memphis one time, this nice little area. It looked like like Redford or or Oak Park. Mm-hmm. All the little ranch houses, no basement and everything. All the grass green. You know what I'm saying? No cars on the line, except a few. And somebody was like, "This the hood, mm. like real hood, like for real." You could tell when when people come. For some reason, I'll be in these hoods in the morning before people wake up. <laughs> but you could tell. And it was like, but just from the looks of it, it's not. Mm-hmm. So when people come to Detroit, some of our areas and some of our neighborhoods, you can tell it's the hood, yeah. right, right off back. Mm-hmm. But when people come from out of town with an investor mindset, it's like one again, it's like one blanket. I got it. Like, I got a question. Like you got to see it. I got a question though. What area is that? What, so let me tell y'all something. So me being from not in Detroit, right. right? So when I first came down to Detroit, period. So you, you know, I've, I've always hung out in Detroit, right? Which is downtown, Jefferson. yeah, Jefferson downtown, Griswold. Eight Mile. You know right. what I'm saying? You in certain pockets. I'm so tired. Of people talking about Eight Mile. Yeah, but, but, but Eight Mile was it. I mean, <laughs> right. That's a real thing. That's not. That's not fake. That's real, right? Especially if you come from out of town. Right. You get to Eight Mile. You made it to the strip clubs. You made it to the Coney's yeah. and shit. You made it to where you want to be at. Right? Or right. you go down, you go to Jefferson. You made right. it to Belle Isle. You know, you made it to Jefferson. Right. You get downtown, you made it to everything downtown. Right. right? But when you get into the city, you know, you know, when you first come in, coming from Pontiac, I, I came to the west side first. Right. So I got comfortable. Uh, Grandma, I, I, I think I got lucky, right? <laughs> I, I came in to Grandma. Uh... <laughs> What's the other one next to Grandma? Rosedale Park. Rosedale Park. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even Brightmore, though. Yeah, you know I was going to say, you didn't like, go there first. I definitely went there you first. Had, no, because you got Field in Cheyenne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Winthrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but hold on. But I, <laughs> like, knew, right. I knew that was... So that's what I'm saying. When I, All right, you're right. I didn't go to those first. I went to the mother areas first. And I knew where the fuck I was at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I, I felt it, right? Right. And um, and but that was on the west side. Right. I was, I, everything was on the west side. And now when I went to the east side, I'm not from Detroit. Right. But when I crossed over Woodward, going down uh, past what is that? It's like eight mile and Woodward. Once you Seven go, mile, State Fair, or something like that. Once you well, go, like once John you go Nars, east of Woodward, I was. Yeah, you was east of Woodward. I was crossing the... I just know it was crossing the train track. Right. He had to be on one of the mile roads. I was on... I, I feel like I was, I was on he eight mile. on six mile. Yeah, I was, I was on eight mile. mile. I was on eight mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, eight mile, like, going towards Van Dyke. Yeah. And when you to, get... When, right. when I crossed over that area... Right. I... It was, like, super duper high like alert. Pepper, so I already was on high Shaker. alert. Yeah. Hooper. Yeah, yeah look, but it depends if you if, if you shane her eight mile or you shane her Correct. six talking, mile. I'm talking about Osborne. Right. No, I'm talking about but, eight mile and yeah, eight mile. Osborne. Yeah. So or if you like on Runyon or somewhere yeah, over there period. now. So right. but I'm just saying, so that's why I understand. so right. what I'm saying is if you come here, so that was my experience, right? So right. then but I got friends from the uh from college. Right. They they you know is educated, right? Yeah. Eat from the west side and from the east side. I I bring my east side friend to the west side at Grant and Grandma. Right. He like, what the fuck? You got me in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, what the what is going on over here? And right? it depends on what Where side or east from, side. Right? Yeah, yes. because like, yes. I I had people, I had friends and and everything that stayed like on Lennox and Kerchival, right? Bunch of two families. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of vacant lots over there now, mm-hmm. right? We used to be in the house, door wide open, mm-hmm. overnight, door not locked, overnight. Where? On Lennox, Lennox in Kerchival. Hmm. Between Dickerson, Connors, I don't know exactly where it is. Right. 
That's a closed so, thing. We never locked our doors in Pontiac. <laughs> yeah, so it's like some of those areas are older areas. Mm-hmm. They the hood, but it's like the grandparents still live in these houses. Mm-hmm. You talking about closer to like go lightly, going toward the water. Yeah, but north of Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So perfect. like you got some areas where it's old, a lot of older people, they've been there since the 60s or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They migrated from Black Bottom and they went east, further east or whatever. And the kids all grew up and kind of moved away. And you still got some some trouble and some issues, but it's an older area, but it looked real hood, mm-hmm. right? It looked unsafe. But it's just like, no, nah, some of the people just couldn't maintain their properties. They don't have the money like that, mm-hmm. right? But everything's neat in place and it's safe. It's safer than... If I was on Meringue and Maross, where the houses look nicer or mm-hmm. the area looks nicer and more modern, more updated, the houses were built later. But when I first got into real estate, like Eight Mile and Kelly was the border. Mm-hmm. And at the time, all your most of your city employees were staying in the city and they all stayed at the perim- at the border of the city. So like I used to show houses like um Carlisle. Add more over there. It seemed it like pretty back then. Every time I go over there, it's a police car, mm-hmm. and I'm like, damn, my customers be a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, that's the neighbor. Mm. All the cops and firefighters were staying right in that area. Mm-hmm. Then when they changed the law, whatever it was, everybody start moving to East mm-hmm. Point. But at the time, the culture of that neighborhood, it was completely different. Mm-hmm. I kind of right? feel like they need to bring that back. What do you think about that? I agree. I I think. Yeah, I think you should live where you, you gotta live if you, where if you, you fucking pub- represent. Yeah, if you if you a firefighter, police no, officer, officer, you should stay and a school teacher. You should live in the neighborhood a that you percent. protect. But it is mm-hmm. dangerous, more dangerous for them. So I so I get it from that standpoint. But right. but it would feel better. I feel like because so when we grew up, I grew mm-hmm. up in Pontiac. So when I grew up, the police officers knew. Not only they, they was from the neighborhood, so right. they knew your parents. You know what I'm saying. So when they seen you, they right. knew you. You know what I'm saying. So they yeah. can come talk to you and be like, uh, "Shaka, what the fuck is you doing? You know, I'm, I'm about to right. go tell your mom. I'm not about to take you to jail. Here, get in this car. I'm about to take you home. I'm about to, I'm about to go tell your right. mama what you just did. You know what I'm saying? Then they too, used to have um, too, like the athletes. Like I remember, you know, looking at John Sally's house. Yeah, there, you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. That I was feel my like paper I, route, Palmer Woods. Was it? I was eighth grade. I was making, I was, I'm making sixty dollars a week. I thought I was the man. Yeah, I had a paper route too. Yeah, I did it for like three days. But my paper route, my grandmother took me to get a paper route because I had one on Parkside from like Seven Mile all the way down to McNichols, mm. and Boy, I quit. My grandma in the middle was like, of it. Yeah, it was like I had it a couple months, yeah. and I was like, I don't like this. My grandma said, you ain't going to be no punk. You got to start making some money, right? <laughs> so she went She went back. We went back to the little paper station or whatever. She said, well, we need another paper route. He was like, I only got one left. And she was like, come on, you got a new paper route. So that first Saturday, I went, and we was driving. We was living in Palmer Woods at mm-hmm. the time. We was driving. I get out. I'm looking at the little sheet. taking. So I was through with the block, and I'm like, okay, cool. This wasn't that bad. She was like, okay. And we turned another block. My paper route was all the Palmer Woods mm. wow. at the time. Man. But, you, yeah, that was some so that was Palmer Woods, my first experience with understanding, like, so my mom used to call them baby matching. Yeah. And I think when John Sully had the house for sale, we went over to talk to an open house. Mom yeah, was thinking about moving right in. Right by the fishing yeah. matching. Yep. And, I, you know, I think that was my first understanding of, like, Detroit real estate mm-hmm. in terms of, like, architecture, mm-hmm. um, style, Right. You know, like the capacity in which houses can be created here or have been. Right. Uh, and I was I was little, yeah. you know, like young. Yeah. But look, hold on, because I, I want to go back to the cop thing, too. Mm-hmm. When you say that, after you... do that. <clears throat> but I want to I want to I got something I want to clarify for the public. Right. And uh, in terms of like, uh, I'm gonna bring it up. But you do. All yours. right. <laughs> so with the cop, <laughs> the cop thing, the difference about. Somebody living in the area, whether they grew up there or not, right? When I see somebody at the corner store and they hanging out, maybe they not dressed, maybe they dirty or whatever the case may be, right? I can tell by a lot of times you could tell by their movement, how they're talking, if they're talking to themselves, 
whatever. I can tell if it's maybe somebody may be on drugs. I can tell if it's a wino, or I can tell if it's somebody just got some type of mental disability, yep. right? There's a difference. Being from the area and seeing it and being around it, you know that, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody from the outside may just see that person as a danger regardless mm -hmm. because yeah. of how that person is moving. So I think it is important that people from that area police that area because now you can tell the difference. And I think it cuts down on a lot of incidents Killings. that we have. Yeah. So because right. with the so when you got a person that lives in Canton right. policing Detroit, you scared as shit. Yeah, you, you ain't come from in with, that area, right? Yeah, everything seems like a threat. So you elevated the entire time. So right. you shouldn't be here. Right. You're, you're the actually, you're the real threat. Right. The police officer is a threat at this point. You're right. the person that's scared, and because you're scared, you got your gun. That's what scared people do, right? They, right. They, they always had a gun and make sure that yeah. they're going to shoot somebody. So now that's what that's what the police officer is. So, right. yeah, I agree. But on the flip side, right. if I'm the um, teacher... So, so my wife is a teacher. Right. Uh, I don't know that I would be comfortable with her living in the area that she taught in. She's a high school teacher. Right. Uh, especially now and in right. certain areas. Like if I lived in Detroit and I'm the teacher in De in Detroit. Right. And I'm dealing with these badass kids because these kids are bad <laughs> as fuck right now. Like Not this, just this Detroit, is, everywhere. Period. Yeah. Uh, I, wherever the fuck It's different from. than right. when we came yeah. out. Right. right. So, um, yeah, wherever area you are. You you're you're teaching in that area. The student don't like your ass. You in danger. Now you you. Uh, so when I was when I was in school, my teachers didn't live in that. They didn't live in Pontiac. They were they uh, they lived in the other areas. Right. So when the kids was mad at them, you wasn't about to go drive out to uh, West Bloomfield to right. do something to their egg their house or toilet paper because you know we didn't do shootings like that you know what i'm saying it was right. egg in the house or, or toilet paper in the house right some kiddish yeah stuff, some right. shit to hurt the teacher right right but now shit with the shootings it's I, different yeah so. yeah i mean it's pros and cons i'm not saying necessarily like stay in that neighborhood because mm. the internet just made everybody more accessible right i'm just saying um really really what it is just be familiar what what it really is, mm -hmm. not what you assume it is, because mm -hmm. you treat people based on what you think what of you them, right? Mm -hmm. And if if I assume you are a certain type of way and you're mm -hmm. not that way, and I'm not even familiar mm -hmm. with people like you, it's going to cause me to react. I don't a understand way. your culture. So exactly. maybe you might be from Pontiac, police in Detroit, and from Detroit, police in Pontiac, because you can. Or, or Flynn or whatever, because you can under you can relate to the like you just said the individual right. at the store, and you know that uh, I was driving down the street with one with Mike Brown, <laughs> and there was this dude outside. Man, he was punching the goddamn telephone pole. He was out like he was the boxer and shit. Right. <laughs> For real, he was actually punching it and shit. Right. And uh, we were, so Mike was like only in Detroit, right? I'm like, right. bro, I'm like, you from it fucking do, uh, Pontiac, it right? It do right. be some things. Uh, it'd be a lot of shit. No, look, I was just, so I was at Buddy's last week or over a week ago, and I'm sitting in the parking lot getting ready to go in. And it's, you know, he probably was special needs. But right. was, you could tell he was living on the streets. He probably needed something, but he was like zonked out his mind. I don't think he was high. I think he was just crazy. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, let me just pull off. Right. <laughs> you know, because he was like yep. walking up to my car. And, you know, I'm like, so it's basically like what you, I've seen, I've seen a lot of it. You right. know what I mean? Right. And so in my mind, I'm just rolling my window and I'm going to pull off and go over here. Yep. And as he makes his way on, I'll come back and park my car and go on about my business. But if I was someone else, or like you said, a police a, a police officer that's not from the area or from here, right. it's no telling. Because I was scared. Right. You know what I mean? Because he could still be dangerous. He could still be dangerous. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he's going to do. Right. Um... But if I didn't, if I didn't, if I wasn't used to it or familiar <laughs> right. or used to you like, I, it, it could have escalated. Right. If you, but if you, if you I'm sorry. No, go ahead. If you're the police officer that's from Canton that got authority now, and you see this individual, instead of you walk, because he ain't committed no crime. No, he just looks scary. Right. And then so instead of you just fucking uh, either 
just paying attention. Now you want to escalate the situation, get out the car, go talk shit to him, right? And yeah, be different. disrespectful, right? You know what I mean? And, and yeah, what the fuck? What you expect? He don't know you either, so right? Now, right. so now when you come disrespect him, you yeah. think that because you're the police, he's not gonna disrespect you back. But and, and that, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and that go back to like when we talking about real estate and we talking about people coming here. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you're renting a house to somebody. Period. Right? Mm-hmm. You you assuming per, uh, people are a certain way yeah. because mm-hmm. of where they live or what lifestyle they have or their income level, mm-hmm. right? Instead of saying, okay, this is what, what this is like, this is what this person is like, and this is what this area is like. This is the culture of the area, right? So people don't analyze all of that. They just be like, oh, I can get seven fifty or nine hundred. I got something to say about that. I learned that in Detroit because when I first came into real estate, I went I went straight to Pontiac. That's where I was from. That's where I was familiar with. Right. So whenever I rented to somebody, I knew somebody that you knew, whether it was a family member, a close right. friend, or somebody. Right. When I came to the city. I you are I don't know you right. from a can of paint, right? Right. I don't know who you are, I don't know anything about you. So I have to rely on my um, understanding or your disc assessment, right. you know what I mean? My understanding of people and who right. they who they are. Um, yeah, it's it's tougher. Yeah, but people, my my problem is investors. People have landlord tenant issues across the country. Period. But when it's right. Detroit, they like oh so bad or I couldn't evict my tenant for a year. Well, a lot of people couldn't evict. Exactly. And then think about like areas that have rent control where you can't charge more than a certain amount mm-hmm. in an entire city, right? We don't have that. So it's certain areas, certain cities here that you need to know, okay, like some cities, I don't want to name no cities because I know some of the inspectors. Um, they're hard on landlords for bringing the properties up to code only because when they know the properties are right, they can really hold the tenants accountable. Yeah. Okay, you can't do this on the lawn, you can't do this. But if the landlord is slouchy and the tenant is slouchy, it makes it harder. Yeah, and, and that also brings property values down when those properties are not um, held to a standard. Right. In, in some cities, they're harder because they're... To be honest, some cities don't want a large tenant population. They want most cities don't. Most cities don't want it. So it's it's one of them things. But you have to understand that. And again, people just come here and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy this. It's twenty thousand. I'm gonna put a tenant. I'm gonna make this, and it may work. It's Mm -hmm. a gamble. Mm -hmm. But what's the strategy? What was your what was your due diligence? How much research did you really do? I know investors that's been owning over 100, 150 houses for years in mm-hmm. Detroit in all markets, up, down, sideways. They don't, they have issues, but they have regular landlord-tenant issues. They're not complaining like a lot of the other people because they have strategies that work and they have something that's proven. It's that only a gamble them. if you didn't plan. It's only, yeah, if yeah. you get, if it's if a gamble, you, if, if you, you gamble, gamble right. yeah. So, if but you, if you came in there with a game plan and you understood everything you was getting into, right, it's not a gamble anymore. Now it's a, you know, you, you have data to back up what it is you expect. Right. Most and, people don't. And I, I will say this, um, a lot of cities, especially Detroit, Detroit is not always investor friendly for out of state investors. Mm-hmm. For one out-of-state investors sometimes, when they call the city departments, they call, like, with this arrogance, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, if y'all did it more like we did it in New York, or if you did it, like, right. that's Canada. why I don't want it. And, <laughs> and, and when you get enough of that, or the other reason, a lot of our blight come from out-of-state investors mm-hmm. that brought these properties and bought from the tax sale or... And this is why the land bank operates the way they do, because people brought so many houses and bought and left them. And then they went back to the tax rolls and the city was like, we got to do something Mm -hmm. about this because you had all of these people buying these properties, not doing anything to them or they half ass fixed them up and became the biggest slumlords that we had. So now the investors that may have a little strategy and may have a little bit of money, they come and they get caught up in the mess 
for all the ex-landlords that came and burnt it all out. But if you got a strategy, you should expect that. And right. then you would have a plan in case you incur you that, that happens to you. Right. So um, I'm coming from, you, I, I've had the worst, I had the worst experiences ever in the city of Detroit on my houses. Right. Right. But I don't, I'm not mad. I understand what, what I could have done to prevent those situations. Right. You know, because I was fully informed on what happens down here. Like, even right now, you know what I mean? I got, right. Man, we, we got some more horror stories later yeah. on. Yeah, because right now, it's getting ready to be a wrap, and I want to I wanna do a bar <laughs> breakdown. So, for all our T Grizzly fans, since we're talking about areas, yeah. there, there's a space where he talks about from Persian to Cody. Now, yeah. this is a real question. I got it. When, right. when I was in where? Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> what is that from Persian to Cody? So it's basically going east side to west. Exactly. Side, right? So for all our people who are not from here, it's um, a recognition from the, for the side of the town that you're on. If you are at Persian, you're on the east side. If you're in Cody, you're on, on the west, west side. side. But so. see, I, I had a bar <laughs> back in the day. I used to say from Telegraph to Maras, right? Because mm -hmm. that covers the whole span, border to border. I think much. it's obvious though, yeah. because people don't when they rap when they rapping T Grizzly mm -hmm. and he's talking about from poet Persian to Cody, yeah. they like okay, so yeah. what's that exactly? And oh, their schools and their schools on different, different sides, sides of the town, town. the big yep. schools, the big schools, yep. yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned the schools in general and specifically the schools because you can the the high schools kind of dictate your neighborhood exactly right mm -hmm. so that that was Look, that was my, sweet i'm okay. gonna give you i'm gonna give one last story so <laughs> yeah. I, my my son we, we live in uh in uh detroit in the suburb right. right metro metro and so my son's high school was just on lockdown yeah yesterday yesterday mm -hmm. right and then that affected it was only his school right it affected the whole damn city city yeah like yeah. my my other son who wasn't at that school was <laughs> locked down too, and all, right. everybody else was locked down. So you're right that that high school yeah. shit is is real. Right. They run. They they dictate because you know they're the older crowd. They dictate. really high high schools determine a lot when it comes to Everything. the living in a city, mm -hmm. the property values, because mm -hmm. everybody's looking at the level of education, mm -hmm. the rating of the school that and. A lot of times it's based on the high school. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, what kind of high Because it's the last step before college. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, yeah, high schools are very important. So, yeah, Persian and Cody. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. That's a wrap, guys.